0: Relationships suck because couples compromise. You can shift everything in our relationship if you just smile. Relationships, man, it's a killer of all killers. We are always the ones. The equation that was missing, the equation that was missing was me. When there's an issue in a relationship, the issue is on the man. Three words, what is it The yeah, man it doesn't have to be okay with you doing what you know you need to do in order to get your life right. Welcome to the In Search of More podcast. I am your host, Ellie Nash. Join me weekly on my quest for more, more from myself and
1: more from this world. We'll see you on the other side. Ellie Nash, what's going on? Good. How's your
0: relationship doing today? A relationship? Which one? <laughs> with your wife, because I want to go talk about some stuff, which means I'm feeling in a better place
2: mm-hmm.
0: with it. So, you can you know, feel comfortable up? speaking about it. I just want to know if you're going to. S- I'm good. Let's quietly, go there. Let's can, do it. I'm in there. a good spot. Relationships. Man, it's a killer of all killers. So, I, you know, Omar Pinto, yeah, he and I worked together. And one of the things we worked uh, together on was, you know, some stuff um, in my relationship, some frustrations. And it's going back a couple of years. And you're know, so you can pull your hair out. Like, I cannot believe I'm in this place. I cannot believe I'm dealing with this. Specifically your marriage. Yeah, specifically. I'm talking about that, that relationship with marriage. And there were things that were working real well. A lot we shared, a lot of love between us, but there were topics that were like, no go. Mm. We cannot, talk. <laughs> we cannot talk about this. If you go like, bring everything, bring your full gear. Mm. And I'm not talking about me bringing my full gear. Unfortunately, I'm talking about her needing to bring the full gear sometimes. And, um, Omar said to me, Ellie, you got to learn. He's like, this is your, he pointed out that this is my pattern. He said, either, like if there's something frustrating me in the relationship, I either disengage, either from the relationship entirely or from that piece. I'm at, and when I do choose to engage, I engage with anger. So those are kind of the only choices that um, the child mind child the traumatized mind thinks it has is disengage or engage with anger that that's it so one area where this was coming up was around um weekly dinners my wife kind of wanted to do the same to do each week and this drove me freaking crazy so what she was saying was hey i'm with the kids all week and what i like to do is You know, I don't see you that much during the week. And when I do, there's people around or there's, you know, tasks that I just finished doing that I'm, you know, are just going to. So once a week, me and you go to a nice dinner. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. And I'm like, once a year, anything else but a nice dinner. I'm allergic to those places, man. Mm. I'm allergic. And like, I cannot, I understand going to these fancy dinners with... Um, when I say fancy, like these upscale restaurants, I understand them on an anniversary, on a birthday, on a special occasion. Regularly, regularly, I'm just I'm allergic to this. It's like why? Why is that? I don't know. It's like wearing a tuxedo on a Wednesday. Mm. I don't want to wear a tuxedo ever, but wearing it on a Wednesday, like what am I what's what's going on? So I said, Dinner is cool. 99% of the time. Let's once do something else. Mm. And I saw a quote, um I saw a quote last week. It said, "You know, relationships suck because couples compromise." The one <laughs> relationship sucks. Relationships sucks because couples compromise. The one who doesn't says, for example, if one likes to travel and one doesn't like to travel. They don't travel too often, and when they do, one is pissed because they have to travel, and the other is pissed because their companion is pissed. (laughs) Right. Right. So so that's kind of what was going on here. I don't want to go to these dinners, and she saw it as, you don't want to do the one thing that makes me happy. And I saw it as, you don't want to hang out with me. You want to go to a nice dinner? (laughs) (laughs) It's the only thing you want to freaking do. Right. So we kind of got stuck there, but- um because i have very powerful tools of um spacing out or th- thought i did i was like okay let's do it you know i'll go along to get along and we went but i would go pissed off
2: mm. mood killer body killer
0: and you know we <laughs> week after week we would try the same thing i mean you know hamsters on a wheel we'll go to dinner she's all optimistic everything's going to work out I'm like, okay, let me see if I can get through this. Um, how much wine do I have to drink to get through the meal? Mm. And, and again, not because of her, just the space and the whole, like what it meant, what I thought it meant. And at some point in time, getting irritated. And by the time we got home, we were like in a disagreement. So Omar challenges me and says, okay, next time you go to dinner, you got one goal engage without anger like just do not like you're there you're present but you're not angry i was like, okay now i got a challenge it's mm-hmm. fun let's go right now this like now i was interested in going to dinner like okay good put on my best got one thing to do you put on tuxedo <laughs> <laughs> my best means a, a shirt with buttons <laughs> so and Let's go, out, let's do this dinner and I'm focused, right? I'm there, I'm in the conversation and just don't get angry, don't get angry. Like that was the number one goal, do not get angry. And during the course of dinner, just, the whole, you know, all of the stuff came up that normally would have got me angry. I did not, I didn't go there and whatever, the, the dynamic of that one shifted. Mm. It, just, it was different. Not in a good way. Right. I was yeah. going to ask. Not in a perfect way. Or? For me, it was better. Um, she didn't have the same challenge. So the fact that she got a lot of the language wasn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't know what her discussion was that week with, uh, whoever she was talking to, but for me, it was this, um, disengage, right? Engage, uh, without anger. And what I say is since that time, there's been just this dramatic, uh, not, I want to say a shift. It was this, we were hamsters on a wheel, literally repeating the same thing over and over and over again for, since we're married. Mm. And just that small shift of saying, those are the only two choices. Let me choose the third option. I've shared this idea so many times in recovery and it's crazy because you can share this idea with someone else and miss it for yourself. Where sometimes in addiction, we feel like we're stuck because we've boxed ourselves into two choices. It's either I stay in this miserable relationship or I leave this miserable relationship. Either I stay in this job or I leave this job. You ever thought about talking to your boss? I can do that. You can try. I mean, right. both those are not good options. Right. Walking out on your job and staying in your job because you're miserable there. They're both not good options. You feel so helpless because both those suck. And then someone can sit there. And say, hey, is there a third option here? And that's what Omar did for me there. He said, hey, is there a third option in this relationship that's frustrating you so much? And from that day, we went on to a different path. Not one that didn't have its ups and downs Mm -hmm. and its hurdles, but at least they were different. At least they were different ones. I like to pride myself on the fact that my problems are often not the same. They change. right. This one was one problem that was stymieing me for a few years. And thanks to the guidance, wisdom, and clarity that Mm -hmm. Omar gave me, I was able to navigate out of this one. Again, not without its challenges and discomforts and everything under the sun, but it's brought our relationship to a much different place. And I pointed back to that dinner. Ironically, it was a dinner that sorted out in a nice restaurant. That exactly what I didn't want to do. In that space, was able to work through that discomfort, get off the hamster wheel, embark on a new path, and from there
1: build. Right, and, and for you, relation- the foundation was engaging without anger. That, that was, was it. The, that was, that
0: was it. the third door, the third door, so, so to speak. Right. I saw two. One is disengage, space out, just not be present, not be here. And the other is when I do, just lash out in anger, so, or some variation. Uh, anger doesn't mean rage. Doesn't right, right. mean this.
1: It's a whole scale. It's passive aggressive. It could be anything. Right. It's just. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, it got me thinking a few things. One, take your wife out of it. Do you still not like going to upscale restaurants 28 days out of the month? Like by yourself. Let's say not literally, but like, let's take that, that part of it out. That part of the equation out.
0: I still don't. And our life has pretty significantly changed that it's not really an option. Right. Um, Every week, and she doesn't feel the need. Every week, we do it on
1: occasion, but it's not. So for you, Ellie Nash, never really into upscale dining over and over repeatedly, for a reason. For a reason. If I'm there for an anniversary,
0: if I'm there for a birthday, right? But it just—I it guess that's what it—that's what—that's what—that's what gets me about it mm. is that I kind of feel like they're special occasion stuff. Mm. Special occasion. These are special occasions. They're experiences. That should be kept special, and just doing it on every single week. Okay, so it what? Cheapens it. Yeah, so what do we do on the anniversary?
1: All right, All right. Um, okay, cool. The the other thing that I'm curious about was uh, bringing your wife back into the equation. What do you think? Um, upscale plus wife plus the Um, the frequency of it, what did that represent for you? What it felt like was that I wasn't there. Mm. That's what it
0: felt like. That was the story I was telling myself and obviously some of my old old wounds coming up in there was that this had nothing to do with me. She had this image or vision of what she wanted to do on a Saturday night and included being with her man in an upscale restaurant. So I was the the fill-in. I was the you know, I, I was the choice to, f- to fill in that picture but it had nothing to do with me and you, you
1: felt that feeling before in other parts of your life where this thing has nothing to do with me I'm just, for lack of a better word, being used for lack of a better word yeah,
0: not for lack I'm of a standing. better word, for the word. Yeah, I'm yeah. a stand in. Yeah, mm. I felt like that a lot in my childhood Hell, I felt like that to religion, that's what it did to me that's why I was so traumatized from it it just had nothing to do with me mm. I gotta come to synagogue to be one of the ten A minion. Nothing to do with me. This is. Why am I doing this? Because everyone does this. I got to dress the same way. I got to speak the same way. I got to think the same way. And there's 31 kids in the class. And if there was 32, the class would be the same. There's nothing anyone can do to change the dynamic in the room. There's always. This is what it is. This is what's being taught. This is however many however many. You know, little humans show up, they're all being smashed into the same size. So you you kind of feel secondary to whatever that is. And I guess that feeling that I felt a lot in childhood was repeating itself here. And that was my own trauma response. But because she's stuck in hers, where it's like, hey, there's just something simple that I can do that would make her happy. And why can't I do that? So that's her voice talking. There's mine. And there we are hamsters on a wheel three years later, just saying our version of the story, talking to our friends and expressing our frustrations, them nodding their head at and agreeing with us. And then finally getting someone to listen who can listen in a different way.
1: Right. So, so you said you, you found um, to working with Omar um, a third option, a third option. Right? And that kind of helped you break through and get on another, a different path. I'm curious if, the wife found another way to approach this, right? Because you mentioned like her voice um, was telling her her version of the story. Like, did she do anything or just, or your your shift was enough to kind of pull both of you guys on a better path, if you get what I'm asking.
0: Yes and no. So meaning it was enough to get her on it. It was enough to get us on a different path. And that path did include her looking at some of her own stuff. Yes, that naturally happened. That naturally happened. But that wasn't, the, that wasn't the equation that was missing. The equation that was missing was me. It was me learning how to engage without anger. It was learning how to, at risk of thinking like this is the rule, it's always engagement without anger. It was looking at a frustrating situation, a situation we're frustrated by, which I think another way of saying frustrated in this contest is helpless I cannot get out of the situation because all the available choices in front of me are no good. And then seeing, is yeah. there a third choice? Is there another option that I'm not seeing? And then once we find that door, we walk through it. And we're going to encounter challenges, but the challenges are going to be new ones. And maybe new can be exciting, or new can mean better.
1: Turned or new mean growth.
0: New can mean not boring. Right. But at least it's new. At least we're not stuck in the same hamster wheel forever.
1: And that got me, that that has me thinking about just some of the challenges in my own relationship and how these things have to play out for a lot of people where um, you kind of taking that third option in a lot of ways was, it was like you kind of stepping up in the sense like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give myself to this option. And for me, a lot of the times that was hard. And like hearing you say, like in my relationship with my wife, right? Like I would see certain things and my story was being told. And I was like, no, but I'm not going to be the bigger person for lack of a better word, because you got to see this from my perspective. Right. And we were just friction, right? Um, and often, even when she says like, I need this, right? Like just be affectionate. And I'm like, but you're not affectionate to me. And you know, that was the story. Um, and then it came a point where um, you know, it even like you're saying engaging without anger, like I and anger can look like a lot of things, like I would for sure be passive aggressive. Like there's one stage in my relationship where I felt like um I'm going to show you the folly in your ways. Right. So for example, if at one point like I was moving around a lot. So like moving around, meaning like I'm you're always fat. out of the house. Oh, you were right? moving around. Yeah, I was always out and about the streets running around. So my approach I remember clearly like it would be like she would give me shit whenever I have to go somewhere right and it would get I would really f- get frustrated and I thought it was silly like why are you always haggling me to like to not you know every time I want to step out you're always you're always kind of haggling me so my approach was whenever she wants to go out I'll be super cool about it <laughs> like go go and inside of that she would see like oh I, got, I should give him the same grace it's not that you know didn't work didn't work at all right because every time i got the same thing happened so it eventually got to a point where i decided to give like okay let me let me try something else let me okay let me do what she's saying and that's when certain breakthroughs happen and i think that's important to know that so
0: what was that be specific for
1: yeah so like um definitely like being more affectionate and more uh, consideration was a big thing for us right like I wouldn't necessarily consider her feelings, right? As a wife, as a, a woman, just dealing with my stuff, how that feels, it's always like, I kind of saw it through my lens only. So just kind of being more considerate of her role and how she felt in the relationship. Once I started doing that and, and saying like, okay, I'm not in this for any reward. If she gives me back the same thing, no big deal, whatever, I'm just gonna do what she's been asking. And that shifted a lot. So
0: you are withholding in some way.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You are withholding as a, like a quasi punishment. Right. Right. For or sure. as a punishment.
1: Yeah. As a Be punishment.
0: Withholding love, affection, or whatever else. Saying, mm-hmm. okay, you give me a hard time about this. I'm not going to... This is what I need. I need... Right. I need the space. Right. I, I heard someone say recently, uh, there's a... You know the five love language? The five love languages? Break it down to me. I don't know all five of them, but there's five gifts. Uh, right. Acts of service. Um, time. Physical affection. Fifth, I don't remember. But... Someone can pull it up. We need that studio person <laughs> pull it up on the screen. Whatever they are, but there's famous five love languages. Heard someone say recently, there's a sixth. It's space. Like You can show love through giving someone else space. Yeah, I so, agree. So meaning you you needed that from her. What she needed from you was affection. Mm-hmm. You weren't getting that. You were withholding. Right. You weren't getting what you wanted. So you were withholding from her. So you just said, let me go first.
1: And that kind of, so when you said you, you, you took that third option, that's what really resonated with me. Like, I just went first, no strings attached, and just go first, you know? And then everything shifts, and then I start getting everything I wanted, right, from her. And then she got everything, and it was like, right, cool. Then it's like, like you said, not without, it's challenges. Like, we run into other stuff, other issues, other challenges, but it's from a different space now, you know? In a lot of ways, we aligned, right? Um, so, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people go through that
0: at the risk of this being used against me forever (laughs) there's a um the the rebbe who i spoke about a number of occasions so uh probably the most famous rabbi of the last century a a mystic a seer, a teacher someone who has tens of thousands of people who consider themselves to this day his messengers and are out in the world doing his work right i'm just trying to give him the level of importance um that he deserves while i get to the point Mm -hmm. he made so there was a lot of correspondence between him and his followers where they would write letters to him and he would write responses back and his responses were published in books. So you didn't see the what the letter that was sent to him, but the responses he sent back were published. And there are many books of his responses. And in one such letter someone showed to me, he was a chastising husband clearly for something in the relationship. And he said, without hearing all the details from you, as a blanket rule when there's... An issue in a relationship, the issue is on the man. Mm. How you feel about that? <laughs> well, the two examples we gave, it fits, you know, it fits, it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't something they were doing wrong. That's not what it means. It just means that there's we're the ones, we're always the ones who can do something about it. And maybe we're always the ones who should do
1: something about it. You know, it's crazy. Like, my wife always says that. She always says, like, this thing goes how you want it to go. She always tells me, like, you have the power. In her most vulnerable moments, she's like, you can shift everything in our relationship. If you just smile. i <laughs> so, like, moody sometimes. If You know, if you, everything changes. And I would, uh, for years, I would be like, ah, whatever. Like, just putting your stuff on me. You don't want to do anything the work. But I got to say, if I'm being honest, like, yeah, like, I see it, like, some days I wake up and I'm charged up. You know, I'm playing music. The kids wake up. Boom. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm hugging my wife. And everything shifts. And yeah. I can say she can do the same thing and it cannot necessarily go the same way. right? I can be resistant to that. It kind of like fizzles out.
0: Do you find that? That like the mood you're in, she'll meet you in that space? 100 But it's harder for us to do that. Yeah. Dude, I can come back from... 100%. And I come back from an ayahuasca journey, blasted through different portals. <laughs> I walk back in. She meets me right where I'm at. Right. Like, How'd you do that?
1: Yeah. She doesn't. We got to get them on there. <laughs> we got to ask him that. Like,
2: how?
0: Yeah. It's like a we got to ask that question. But yeah. 100%. Right, we, right. It's harder for us to bring our presence. Yeah. The women in the comments, yeah. let
1: us know. How is that? Like, <laughs> how do you guys do that? Sure. Whoever's <laughs> watching this, let us know. That's a real thing, though. It's a real thing. You're able to match this. Like
0: you find that, right? 100%. I never expressed this before. 100%. But, yeah, that's something I found is that 100%. I believe that all of women's criticism, all the nagging, all the complaints about us boil down to three words. Notice? Be a man. All of it. All of it. And I mentioned ayahuasca, so I was speaking to a guy the other day and struggling a lot, a lot. Depression, addiction, financially, everything under the sun. And he's tasted a little bit. Uh, He's tried everything. And I got to do a proper um, conversation, like a deep dive because I've touched on the topics a little bit of ayahuasca and plant medicines and different things. And I got to do one where I'm giving my full perspective on it, right? The full 360s. So people aren't taking bits and pieces and my pro or against or how I view it and what Settings like just to do that conversation, but um just to to sum this one up, this point up in 60 seconds. So this guy has tried everything to heal. Rehab failed, and he's tasted a little bit of plant medicine to know that these things can help him. And so I've told him is hey, you've experienced other plants, but you've never experienced ayahuasca. This can help you in ways that the other stuff haven't w so he reached out to me the other day and he's like, what do you think about this? And so it was not what I think. It's you've already had the experience, right? You know it. He's like, yeah, but my wife is not. But my wife is not for it. They're like this is kind of a catch 22 because most likely when you go into ayahuasca, the first thing it's going to sort out mm. is that your wife doesn't have to be okay with you doing what you know you need to do in order to get your life right. Right. But you may not get to ayahuasca <laughs> because of that. Right. So that's the... That's true. Right. So what I'm I'm not saying is that they're always right. We're always wrong. What I am saying is that we're always the ones. I think that message, we're always the ones who can fix it. What I am saying is that we are always the ones who can fix it. That's what I believe. That's the way I approach my challenges.
1: I agree. Amen. We got to get some more women on this podcast. yeah Let's do it. What the hell's going some, on? Some feminine energy, man.